You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hi, welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Are you happy I read it correctly, Jeff? Yep. All right, are you happy I read it correctly, Neil? I don't care. And uh, Matt, I'm sure, doesn't give a shit either. No, I was very insistent on you saying the line. Okay. Say the damn line. Well, welcome to the show. Um, We're very excited today. Um, How are you guys doing? Very excited today, I've been told. That's it? I'm very excited. Uh, Our guest, uh, someone who's always commenting with us on the crop, so uh, I'm just uh, looking forward to hearing her quips and uh you know what she enjoys about the show but I, i'm i'm pretty pumped up i uh did a little blow and ready to go <laughs> you can't say that. oh sorry excuse me i blew you know, my it's nose not the right. 80s anymore i blew my nose to get rid of my sinus you know uh-huh. issues and i'm ready to go that's what right, i'm right, to right, say right 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 uh-huh. well anyways we are excited about our guest it is tony rask she is ironically a united states champion because she's not in the united states right now she's in boryong south korea how you doing I'm good. How are you guys? Good. And uh, you're good. originally from the uh, Minneapolis area, correct? Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis. Because it's St. Paul and saved yourself. Minneapolis is the the smaller Minneapolis within Minneapolis. Right. Oh, Minneapolis. Mini. No, that's the that's the tiny Annapolis, Maryland. I was so distracted that I wanted to pronounce the Korean town right, and then I. <laughs> Mini in Annapolis. So it right here uh, in the good old US. Minneapolis. All right. Uh, great. Well, we're so excited to, <laughs> to have you join us today. And uh, you've written a special game for us, huh? Sure. I mean, I don't know if I'd call it special, but it's a game for mm. sure. All games are special. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And and all that's all how we brand right. them all now. Well, Jeff said this is like the farthest recording we've ever had, I think, right? I think so, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you doing out in South Korea? Um, I'm an English teacher at. Uh, two different public schools, very rural schools. My smallest class is four students, and my biggest class is 24. Uh, elementary school, I teach third through sixth grade. All right. Wow, that's awesome. So, 
Well, cool. Yeah. Well, we're excited to jump into this game. It's going to be Jeff versus Neil versus Matt. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if we've ever played the three of us together like that. Yeah, just us three. I don't know. I don't think so either. Eh, probably. So this is a very special. Nope, the... it's a very special game, Jeff. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'll, and I'll be the uh, referee. You'll yes. be the referee? Okay. Only at the pool party if we ever played one-on-one-on-one uh, -on -one -on -one together <laughs> without Ken. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, let's toss it to the rules guy and see what he has to say today. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the queen. Surprisingly in Korean today. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool that you learned it that yeah. quick. Yeah. But uh, the impressed. pod, the podcast applications have that automatic translator mm. in it. Yeah, oh, so it might have gone back to English. Oh, it might have. He will learn anything. So Tony, $5. you, you heard it in Korean. How was it? Was it pretty tight? Um, it's all right. My okay. Korean is terrible, even though I've been here for almost two years. So We can have Darren give you some pointers <laughs> they, next time. They don't necessarily yeah, yeah. want your Korean to be great when you're teaching English, right? That's that's true. They, they're looking uh, for... English is number one. Yeah. They don't even care if uh, if you grew up speaking Spanish as long as you come from a an English speaking country. Right. You heard <laughs> it here. English is number one. Yeah. <laughs> Not yep. that way, Matt. But without further ado, uh, feel free to take it away with question one. All right. Uh, question one. The category is give her an award. So her given name is Mary Perry, but her nickname has become the name for which major arts award? Oh, I think I know this one. I'm going to lock in over here. Good. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to lock in with Oscar because it's wrong. Oscar? Mm -hmm. mm. It's on it, Jeff. It's an award. Uh, is this, I'm confusing Mary Shelley. I can't get her out of my head, so I'll say Shelley. I believe I could be way off, but I believe Mary Perry's nickname or the one they gave her was Tony. So I, I put the Tony award. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Neil's got it. Oh, it is the Tonys. Feels like a little bit uh, of inside baseball. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, maybe you would clue in on my name, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so her real name, <laughs> her real name is uh, Mary Antoinette. Perry, gotcha. but she's always known as Tony. She's a member of the Stage Women's War Relief, which later became the American Theater Wing, which is the organization responsible for the Tonys. All right. So, all right. Uh, round one, question two. Other famous Tonys. Tony Tennille was a singer and part of the famous duo Captain and Tennille. One Captain and Tennille song is a beautiful love song about the relationship between Sam and Susie. Sam and Susie aren't your typical love, love song stars. They belong to the family Miraday and are what kind of animals? Oh, man. Oh, oh I kind of know this one, too. My mom likes Captain and Tennille a lot. <laughs> so does mine, which is why I know this. It's, I'm circling the, uh, the answer here. So I, only, I only know Captain and Tennille as like a joke answer for other things. <laughs> <laughs> I know other people enjoyed their music. I'm gonna Please, get, I'm gonna he's, get a, he's a naval. It. He's <laughs> a naval officer. Please I know. show him some respect. Yes. Tanil's not. You can trash her. Tanil with no military service. I don't think so. Okay. Wouldn't it be ironic if she was actually a vet and yeah. captain was uh, was not? She was a sergeant. Yeah. She was like special forces, and the captain. <laughs> he just took the name Captain because he like owns a boat. Uh -huh. He loved Captain Crunch. 
All right, I am going to lock in with it. Yeah, I've answer. got a guess. I'm just going to say, uh, just because it sounds similar and I know it is very incorrect, I'm just going to go there, meerkats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking that these are muskrats for the song Muskrat Love. Although mm-hmm. I thought America did that, but you know. Um, I thought that all of their stuff was nautical themed, so I figured these were sea lions. <laughs> um, it is muskrat love, oh. uh, and muskrats, so Jeff gets the points. Oh. But, um, yes, America does do a version of it, which I think I've only ever heard once, but the Captain and Tennille version is notable for the really weird muskrat, like, sex sounds in it. It's creepy <laughs> and really disturbing. Oh, but it's hilarious sounds. at it the same time. It could be disturbing to some, but yeah. some people are into that. And let's not yeah, judge, right, true. guys? I Those thought, people are muskrats. I thought in America, muskrat love was only allowed in, like, 40 states legally. <laughs> that might be. I think it's time to move on to question Thankfully, three. Thankfully, Illinois is All one right. of them. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Uh, round one, question three. Uh, category is, hey, that's a good question, slash Tony tries to write a riddle. Ooh, no. It's not very good, but you can say ooh if you want. Riddle me this, Uh, Tony. Yeah. (laughs) In Korea, you can see the wyverns, the whiz, and the dinos. In Japan, there are the carp, the buffaloes, and dragons. Taiwan, it's the brothers, guardians, and the monkeys. In what context would you see these entities? Well, I'm due for a right answer, and uh, so I'm locking in. Are you? Yeah. So I I hear my theme music actually playing, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm walking out into the the arena and into the the ring. Do do one of you guys need a little help? Yeah, who's going to give Ken a hot tag? Well, let's let's see. Matt, you wanted Ken. You get okay, Ken. Fine. Jeff and I will team up over here. All right. So you guys are, are you just going to have 20 points? No, no. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to give you 10 points, my 10 points. Okay. So Ken and I, or Jeff and I both have 10 points and you have 10 points going into question three. I can't believe you missed that Tony's question. I know. From all the questions to miss. <laughs> How embarrassing for you. Uh, if that's okay with Tony, our host. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. What do you think, Jeff? I, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, oh, baseball teams, but that's got to be incorrect. Yeah, the brothers. That doesn't sound like a baseball team. Yeah. I'm at a loss on this one. I know I'm going to know it when she says it because it's a riddle. But Right, because then you'll have the answer. But <laughs> yes. That does make it easier. <laughs> By the way, just for the record, for all listeners and Tony, uh, I took my uh, my limitless migraine pill, so I'm a little loopy, and it's going to get worse as we go. It's going to go downhill. Um, I don't know, Jeff. Um, all right, we're, we're just going to say Temple Guards. Specifically, I'm pretty sure they're baseball teams. Uh, I'm almost positive that they are. So we said baseball teams. Yep, that's the answer. Yeah. They are all baseball teams. Oh, <laughs> hold on, Neil. Let me get get your uh, Yomiuri Giants uh, hat here, which is exactly in your field of vision. I know. That's yeah. I knew the Dragons are. They're the Los Angeles Dodgers version of there Japanese you go, Neil. baseball. Mm. I want to put that on. Jeff, you, oh, you talked nice. me out of baseball. Don't cry about getting that question wrong because there's no crying in baseball. <laughs> That's true. As right. Jeff says at trivia, no the fact that we got this one wrong, we're, the game's over. We're yep. done. And now we're winning. <laughs> Good for us. It's a long way to go, but sure, if you want to write call yourselves it. off, that's Just cool. call it. Yeah. Should we give them their 10 points back since we're, we're super confident now? Yeah, you can have your Tonys back. So it's 20 to 10. Okay, all right. Okay. I was I was right. 100% sure I was getting that one right. So I just want to make good. sure all the listeners are following at home. <laughs> right. Keep your scorecard at hand. <laughs> Jeff and Neil yeah. now have 20 points. If you're scoring at home, that okay. And uh Ken and Matt now a, now a newly formed team, 10 mm-hmm. points. Cuz I'm super yeah, confident that we're going to whoop oh, these sorry. guys. Team Men Ken, <laughs> Team Men. 
<laughs> no, you're Team Cat. <laughs> With oh. a K. And you're Team Neff. We can be Cat Men. Because this episode is sponsored by Neff. It always is. Why? Skateboard apparel. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, I have a didn't know what it was. All right. Uh, question four is maps. In geography, what is the term that is defined as a portion of territory within or surrounded by a larger territory whose inhabitants are culturally or ethnically distinct? We'll just lock in with what you got because I'm I'm not going to be helpful on this one. That's fine. We've got an answer locked in. Are we thinking? Of, is this like something like Chinatown or no. forget it, or Matt? It's, it's, so. I don't know. Yeah, we're looking, uh, we're looking bigger scale. Have you right? ever seen Chinatown? No. <laughs> <laughs> Knew it. It's not a movie about memory. That's for sure. Yeah. Let's call it Tiny Town. Tiny Town. <laughs> uh, I think it's an enclave, but I'm not sure. Oh. Yeah, Jeff's got it. It is an enclave. Uh, so examples would be like Vatican City, San Marino, Lesotho. Um, they don't have to be sovereign nations, but a lot of times we think of them as like sovereign nations. But mm-hmm. that part of Bangladesh be... that's inside a part of India, mm-hmm. which is inside a part of Bangladesh, which is inside of a part of India. Oh, oh. my God. It's, like yep. the Russian doll of areas. There's no joke to it. They're, the I border's really crazy there. Question five uh, category is... The Final Frontier. The following are the names of some of the moons of what planet in our solar system? Larissa, Naiad, Nereid, Triton, Proteus, Despina, Talassa, Halamede, and the newest to be named, Hippocamp. But, uh, While Jeff's thinking, Tony, I just want to yeah. clarify, you were the one who said you thought that I probably had a man bun when yeah. you heard my voice, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so funny. Okay. This is my guess. <laughs> Does Neil have a man bun, though? I, I would never. Wow. I, I can't really grow my hair that long. I like it. If I could, I might put it in a, in a man bun, but I can't grow it that long. Yeah. We're yeah. locked in. If I had been born 10 years later, I definitely would have had a man bun at some point. You, you definitely would have, for <laughs> sure. By, by, the time, by the time they were popular, I could not grow a man bun. <laughs> you would have wrapped it with a puka shell Yeah, thing. for sure. Would you have a man bun like... Uh, did uh, did uh, Johnny Depp have a man bun in chocolat? Yeah, I guess he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, chocolat. And it was made of chocolate. Yeah. Uh, Do you ever notice that that movie's just footloose but pretentious? <laughs> <laughs> pretentious <It> footloose? <laughs> But with chocolate instead of dancing. All right, let's. We're getting off topic. We're locked in, Jeff. Um, <laughs> the only thing I can give to this is that uh, some of those names kind of sounded like uh, women's names, like, and it makes me think of Neptune with the Shakespeare characters. That's but, what I was thinking. But I just don't know if that's valid here. Nope. I I was on the same train of thought. I was thinking that that could be Neptunian moons. So we, I'm going Neptune. Okay. Ken does the not look that... happy. Well, I said I wrote down Neptune, and then and then you kind of shook your head. So I was like, okay. I didn't not, shake my head. You said, or you said. I just thought it was maybe Saturn. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I when I heard Titan, I remember it's because it's a Triton. Greek, or your Triton. Tri- yeah, yeah, that's your yeah. That's oh, now I don't know. That's your death knell. But yeah. I thought Ganymede was Jupiter. Uh, part of okay, we're all screwed. We up. said we Saturn. said Saturn. Yeah, uh, Jeff's got points again. Well, Jeff and Neil, yeah. I should say, but I give that this to Jeff. Effort. Yeah. Um, Yep, it is Neptune. They all okay. have like something to do with the Greek god Poseidon. Uh, they're all water beings or lovers of Poseidon or children of Poseidon. So nice. And yep. Hippocamp uh, is the seahorse. So yeah. uh, I, think, I think Uranus is the one that has all the Shakespeare names. No, it's Neptune. Is it Neptune? Yeah, well, I'm pretty Neptune. sure because we just, I just edited the episode. I thought. 
that that <laughs> I happens in. Sure. I don't know. We got points, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter. It. Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, got to be a better way to remember these, <laughs> and I'm gonna find it out. Yeah, yeah. I think you were thinking of Titan, which is definitely a moon of Saturn. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I was Correct. getting at too. But. Yeah. yeah. Triton. Triton. Everything like I know sad. about moons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything I know about moons comes from Cowboy Bebop, but yep. that needs to stop because <laughs> it's not serving me well. No, man, yep. it's not so far. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, round one, question six. Heroes. Nice and short one. What superhero's alter ego is scrawny teenager Billy Batson? Okay. We are locked in. All right. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna go with Shazam. Uh, we are also going with Shazam. Yeah. Which was an <laughs> answer on the last game we played too. Yes, oh, or Captain Marvel. No. It wasn't sorry, the same guys. question. It wasn't the same question. Mm. We just it was, okay. it was a very difficult question or a different question, but Shazam was a possible correct answer. Mm-hmm. It is uh Shazam. Uh, mm. I didn't see it. I heard it I had like a bunch of mixed reviews from people, so I know um I know Neil liked it, right? Yeah, it was fun. But you're, yeah. you're more partial to the uh, the Marvel movies, I think, right? Uh, no, I like them both. I mean, Shazam yeah. was, um, it's just like a cute, you know, fun Buff, fam- Zachary family. Levi. Yeah, Zachary yeah. Levi I love from Chuck, so anything he's in I enjoy. I'm just really excited that they're rebooting uh, Sling Blade with uh, Mahershal Ali. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Sling Blade, yeah. <laughs> French fried tomatoes. Gonna kill some vampires. Mm. <laughs> You need you need some blood over there. I gotta go down there and get 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 blood. I reckon. <laughs> this is literally a Matt TV sketch from like twenty years. Ago. Yeah. Sling blade. Yeah, yeah. Never saw it. It's great. It's fantastic. Uh, all right. Oh man. All right. Number seven. Nom de plume. Uh, Peter Gwillem, Dickie Roper, Justin Quayle, and George Smiley are all cre- uh, characters created by David Cornwell, but Cornwell is better known by what pen name? I know you guys love literature questions. So. Oh, this oh, is about books. I'm glad that you <laughs> I'm glad you said literature because I was like, oh, it's Doonesbury. <laughs> yeah, you're going comic yeah strip. I will comic. give you lit. Yeah. It's lit. Nom de plume is pen name, yeah. French for pen name. Oh. I have an idea that's, oh, I, I think this is very wrong, but... That's these sound these yeah. sound like ca- comedic names, but I don't know. What do you think about that? We're we're are we locked in with that bad? I answer? actually can't read that, but that's okay. <laughs> yes. Whatever you think. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're locked, locked in. in with our answer. I feel like I've heard these names before, um, and I don't know if, if the French aspect of this question is relevant to the answer. But oh, he's not French. Ah, right? uh, the French. Ah, uh, the French. Ah, uh, Orson Welles. Um, but I was just thinking of a French author. He he normally does spy things, so I don't know if this is actually good enough for this answer. But we just went with John Le Car. Hmm. Uh, we didn't go with the French guy at all for some reason. Now that I look at this, uh, but we said R.L. Stein. <laughs> That's great. Um, it is uh, John Le Carre or oh. Le Car. <laughs> so I'll take it as uh, uh, <laughs> as the John right answer, the I guess. John, it's French for <laughs> he's a car. car. John um, turned into is, a car. He's not French. Uh, okay. His name is David Cornwell. He actually served with MI6 in, um, in British intelligence for a very oh, long time, right. hence the spy Quite, novels. Yeah. So I believe he, yeah, he wrote like The Constant Gardener and... Um, yep, that's Did true. he write Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, or yep. is that someone else? Mm, nope, that's okay. him. And he's then The Night Manager, fact. which was made into that's that it. AMC... Uh, Limited series, which is an excellent show if you've ever never watched it. Um, I heard it is. Hugh Laurie, right? 
Yep, well, you, Laurie, and Tom Hiddleston. House. Uh, question eight is nom noms is the oh, category. Right. And bear with me, there's a lot of foreign words in this one. So oh, great. No. Yeah, yay. This common dinner table item is known as a shaka in Arabic, a gabel in German, a widolech in Polish, a vilka in Russian, and garfo in Portuguese. What is it? All right, we're locked. Locked in. What do you think it is? I don't know. I was trying to think of different table items, plate, salt, pepper, um, silverware, um, like a floral table dressing, uh, tablecloth, maybe tablecloth. Maybe a glass. A glass. Yeah, we can go glass if you want. I don't know why I'm leaning towards like tablecloth, but let's do gla- let's do glass. That's fine. Like a cup. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We said napkin. Uh, no, neither. Correct. It is a fork. Oh, oh. that's called yeah, a dingle hopper. Yeah, tenedor is a tingle hopper. Yeah, tingle hopper by Ariel. Uh, yeah. In Korean, it's poke, and mm. Dutch is vorken. <laughs> oh, as your vorken. Yeah. I still would have gotten it wrong. Yeah, that's okay. It'd be like napkin. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like napkin. <laughs> all right, number nine, uh, art. The following are all associated with which 20th century artistic movement that not only encompassed visual art, but also literature, film, and music. Apollinaire, Tanning, Ernst, Aragon, Tangi, and Breton. We're, we're going to lock in here. Yeah. Um, presuming it's something early 1900s, I'm guessing. I was just thinking like New Wave, maybe. Uh, New Wave came to mind, but I don't know what that's in reference to i just don't know what movement would also have been going through film but i'm not sure so you just want to go new wave sure okay and we wanted to think about this uh, answer at a bare minimum so mm. we put minimalism ah mm. uh, good guesses all around if i take gave you magritte surrealism, surrealism. Mag- yep magritte or dolly dolly uh oh, where dolly would be dead giveaways i thought so i just let you figure it out otherwise. Uh, so, yeah, for, it for is art, surrealism. For art questions, we need the dead giveaway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe by chance. But for the listeners at home, who Anyth- know things. Yeah. Anything about culture that doesn't uh, follow the word pop, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. If it's not in a Marvel movie, uh, yeah, we need uh, like Julia and Lauren on Speed Dial from Misinformation. Yeah. They're so yeah. good with art. No, Super yeah, that's true. Ladies. They are. All right. And last question of the round uh, is the category is I'm sorry, what did you say? Okay. Uh, cacciatore is a word that appears often in Italian recipes and it references the way in which food is prepared. What does cacciatore mean in Italian? And you can tell me a couple different ways and I'll, I'll accept they them. Throw, so. They throw the chicken across the, <laughs> the kitchen and say, hey, cacciatore. <laughs> you mean when they, they throw Joe Torre from the Yankees across the room? <laughs> Catch no. a toy, please. Or actually, goes Dodgers. back to the American Revolutionary War. Or Dodgers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's most famous for being a Yankee. I know, I, I know, but I know cacciatore because I've I've had chicken cacciatore. Yes. yes. So let me one. let me think. Uh, what did, what did or, it taste like? Or when a uh, when a conservative uh, member of British Parliament is arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Or when you want to... Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this Tom Hanks all over again. 
Have you had it? <laughs> you see what I mean? I've had it. Do you know what it tastes like? No, and I worked in a restaurant. You don't know what the ingredients are? No. Chicken? For, for what chicken. What color is the sauce i think that's uh what tell me <laughs> what color is the sauce you're like interrogating him i don't know man i, I just know the sauce tasted like good that. man like marinara yeah all right sure we're locked in so i think there's chicken vesuvius or vesuvia vesuvio sorry Vesuvius chicken is Vesuvius is <laughs> <that's> <laughs> over a, the mouth of a volcano. Chicken Vesuvius, sorry. I always uh, thought it was really ashy. It's so expensive. Yeah. It is very uh, ashy, you're right. It's got a texture to it. Um, it's got a nice char on it. I do like chicken cacciatore. I think cacciatore is the one where they pound it really thin. Okay. And they cook, and it's very, very thin chicken. <laughs> Come on, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because I, I think this is one that I get at a time. It wasn't restaurant. distinct to you. <laughs> I forgot. Um, are you okay with that? I yeah. don't know if that's a good enough answer, but I'm pretty sure they like they they it's like pound really it tenderized, tender and thin. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna lock them with. All right. As soon as Neil said that, I looked at. Uh, looked at <laughs> you're gonna get up. You're gonna get up. Pounding, Matt. Uh, we we put cooked with wine. Oh, both good guesses. I'm inclined to give. No, I'm not going to give points for it to uh jeff and neil but it's uh catchatory means like hunter or prepared in a way a hunter would prepare it or freshly mm. caught which when you were talking about catching i was like oh man you're almost there uh mm. freshly caught i would give credit for or uh, rustic preparation are all like mm. ways okay. that it means so at the end of the first round it looks like uh, our competitors have racked up 60 points me and uh, Matt might need to take out the folding chair because uh, we've only got 20 points, but we're looking forward to this swing round. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> Are we taking the folding chairs because we're going to sit this one out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going uh, to hit them over the uh, heads with it. Like the mm. wrestling. Yeah. I hear you. Don't so worry. It's a wrestling reference, Matt. All right. So for the swing round, I'm going to give you it's television. I'll give you three episode titles of a TV show. And you just have to tell me which show they're from. Uh, number one, Wichita Linebacker, Cheaty Cheaty Bang Bang, of Vice and Men. Number two, Fearful Symmetry, Audrey Pauly, Biogenesis. Number three, When She Was Bad, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, Once More with Feeling. Number four, what kind of day has it been? Opposition research and the Dover test. Number five, the nightman cometh. The gang finds a dumpster baby and who pooped the bed? A uh, little DB. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, maybe the finally one I know. <laughs> uh, I think Matt knew another one. I got two of them. Yeah. All right, good. All right. I'm not even writing these down because I'm like, what? <laughs> Uh, number six, the nature of nurture, a little too late slash Paris 75001, coming out, going out, getting out. Number seven, mergers and acquisitions, the legend of Tennessee Moltisanti and white caps. Number eight, 94 meetings, flu season, are you better off? Number nine, the Bracebridge dinner. Those are strings, Pinocchio. Blame Booze and Melville. And number 10, here comes my girl. Running down a dream. 
and all mixed up. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Looks like all the answers are now locked in. So uh, let's get the questions one more time and we'll give our answers. All right, sounds good. Number one, uh, Wichita Linebacker. Cheaty, cheaty, bang, bang, and of vice and men. Uh, so we have uh, the good place. Yep. Uh, characters named Cheaty. I thought that made sense, so we said the good place. Oh, I'm so sorry, and I didn't even think about that. It is a Kristen Bell show, though. And when you said Veronica, Veronica Mars, Mars earlier, I thought you yeah. might get there, uh, but it is Veronica Mars. Oh. Um, number two, fearful symmetry. Audrey Pauly, Biogenesis. This one we had no idea, uh, so we just went with a sci-fi show, the most famous sci-fi show we could think of and said Star Trek. We went Westworld. Uh, it is sci-fi. It is uh, The X-Files. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, number three, when she was bad, never kill a boy on the first date and once more with feeling. Uh, this one I'm 100% sure because that's the famous musical episode. It's <laughs> Buffy. Oh, good. Okay. It did ring a bell then. So we, we also went with Buffy. All right. Nice job. Yep. It's Buffy, a vampire slayer, uh, obviously. And <laughs> number four, what kind of day has it been? Opposition, opposition research and the Dover test. I uh, really hope that we're right because there's a, a late on me about the show coming out. I think it, we thought it was West Wing. Yeah, we do believe it's the West Wing. Oh, I didn't know you guys were doing one. Yes, it is the West Wing, but good. I'm glad you guys uh, got some points. We did it in November, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is, it, is, it is coming out. If it hasn't come out by now, just message us. Hang tight. Think it's coming. <laughs> It'll be out by now. All right. Uh, number five, I think you guys both got this one. The Nightman Cometh. The gang finds oh. a dumpster baby and who pooped the bed. Yeah. Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. Aluminum Monster versus Fatty Magoo. That's always good, too. <laughs> All right, number six, the nature of nurture, a little too late, slash Paris 75001, coming out, going out, getting out. Yeah, Jeff and I weren't sure. Uh, Jeff said it kind of sounded possibly like Homeland, maybe, so we went with Homeland. Yeah, I don't know. I was thinking I was thinking 24 the whole time. I don't think that's right. Uh, we ended up going with uh, Man in the High Tower. Mm-hmm. High Castle. Yep, that's the one. 
Um, <clears throat> I thought that maybe Paris 75001 might be helpful. Yeah. Is this um, lost? No, it's Beverly oh. Hills 90210. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. I've never uh, seen an episode. Coming out, going out, getting out is one of the most famous episodes, too, because gotcha. it features someone coming out. So it's oh. especially in the early 90s. So number seven, you guys uh, really agonized over this. Mergers and Acquisitions, The Legend of Tennessee, Moltisanti, and Whitecaps. Yeah, this one killed Jeff. We heard it. We heard couple of these before we just didn't know where to go and uh, we just because of the the mergers and acquisitions went with silicon valley uh motasanti is christopher's last name on the sopranos so i'm pretty sure that this is the sopranos yes it is the sopranos yeah number eight i think you guys got these two 94 meetings mm-hmm. flu season and are you better off yeah flu season is one of my favorite episodes mm-hmm. that's uh, freaking uh, hilarious that, uh, <laughs> yeah park parks and rec stop pooping uh, <laughs> Yeah, Parks and Rec. <laughs> I particularly like when uh, Le- uh, Leslie's sitting on the gurney, and she's like, "She's like, if I w- if I had the flu, would I be able to do this?" And she just sits there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Cartwheels? Am I not doing them? <laughs> <That's just great. laughs> that, that is one of the best episodes ever. It's like a good one to show people, yeah. like get them into the show. I think. Yeah. Number. Sorry, so I almost said 16. Number nine, uh, the Bracebridge Dinner. Those are strings, Pinocchio, and Blaine Booze and Melville. Um, we heard a lot of literary references and kind of weren't sure. Uh, we ended up going with Murder, She Wrote. Mm. Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, we didn't know. We just went with Barry. Mm, very New Englandy, but not uh, Murder, She Wrote. It is, I thought one of you watched this, maybe not. The yeah, Gilmore Girls. Oh, oh, no. Yes, you're right. Yep. Yeah, should get that Neil. I don't know the I don't know the episode titles. Colleen know. knows them all by heart. Yeah. Uh, number ten. Here comes my girl, running down a dream, all mixed up. They are all Tom um, Petty songs, but oh, they all are. Okay, yeah. I knew two of them for sure. Yeah, um, we we're pretty sure that uh, episode titles for this show were all different uh, rock songs from this era. So we said that '70s show. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we didn't. Uh, nope. We didn't know. <laughs> oh, okay. We just went. This is us. Um, yeah, I actually looked up that 70 shows titles last night when I was rewriting this for the 50th time and uh, they did like different, I think season five through eight or something like that had different bands like Led Zeppelin okay. one season, whatever. No, um, actually all the episodes, almost all of the episodes of this TV show were Tom Petty songs specifically calling to their Floridian roots in Cougar Town. Oh, Ooh, okay. Yeah. I've never watched it, but I thought that was interesting. So Okay, so uh, both teams got about half right on that, uh, that swing round. So that brings um, Neil and Jeff to 80, and uh, we're up to 45. So caught up a little bit of ground, but mm-hmm. uh, still still a bit of ways to go. So yeah. let's, let's uh, I don't know, how do, you, how do you get pumped up in wrestling? Um, what are we going to do? You got to hit with a chair. Yeah, probably. No, you're going to get hit with a chair. <laughs> Steroids. We're going to climb up the side of the cage. Yeah. And we're going to fight on top of the cage. Okay. Grab our kendo sticks. Yeah, yeah. We got to bring in the kendo sticks, tables, later, ladders, and chairs. Uh-huh. All right. Round two. All right. Ding, ding. <laughs> Round two. Uh, before and after movies. I don't have to explain before and after to you guys. Nope. nope. Okay. Nope. Uh, mix a 2004 Stephen Chow martial arts comedy with an Academy Award winning 2005 film starring Terrence Howard. We're locked in. Same. 
Wow. wow. Kung Fu Hustle and Flow. Mm. Kung Fu Hustle and Flow. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle and Flow. Yeah. Damn, I, I was like Rush Hour and... <laughs> I love Kung Fu Hustle. <laughs> so oh, yeah. They're good. doing a sequel, right? Are they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're both good movies. Yeah. Um, all right. Number two is nicknames. What state is called the Beehive State? Apparently, it has less to do with actual bees and more to do with the founders' wishful thinking for people to work together. I always get I always get state motto and nickname mixed up sometimes. Oh, you're and right. Then, and you're then right. It, it screws me up because I'm like, no, that can't be it because that's the Beaver State, but that's not the nickname. That's or is it? I don't know. The Volunteer State. Okay. That one I know. What are What are we? The Prairie State. Get out of here. It is the Prairie Land State. Land of Lincoln. Yeah. This guy. You heard it here first, Matt. All right, I've had it. <laughs> um, um, let's do it. Let's say gonna... North Dakota in honor of our 10 listeners in North Dakota. Okay. Who love us. All of them. They, Tony. We John, did get feedback last time. Mark. Saying Sarah. they weren't offended by the comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you feeling? I, I don't know. Washington? I'm feeling, I, I'm feeling Oregon, Oregon? Or, or Washington. Mm, I liked Oregon. Let's go Oregon. If it's yeah. Oregon, Ken's really mad at me. <laughs> I won't get mad. Okay. It's just a guess. Oh, those are your guesses. Okay. No, it is Utah. Um, oh. Yeah. So it's whatever that Mormon guy's name is. Just, uh, hmm. I was just Smith, writing maybe. Utah down. Right before you said, let's just go with North Dakota, I was writing Utah. Uh, I was next to it. North let's Dakota just go is, with I believe, this. the Peace Garden state. All right. Yes. Yep. That's a shame. Which we've had on our show before. Okay, no points. Yeah. And that's why it's familiar. All right. Uh, round two, question three is sports adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> if you hear the terms, uh, some of these are slang. If you hear these terms, uh, base plate, carving, bombing, planker, face shot, and groomer, you may be participating in what sport? I'll, I'll let you. I mean, we'll say both answers that we wrote down, but I'll let you pick. So whichever one you want. Mm, I don't like that. No idea, man. This is the Neil no indemnity plan. All right. Well, I'll I'll lock in then, so you guys can chat now. So uh, for some reason, I was thinking. So base plate. Face, uh, face shot and groomer carving. I was thinking of curling, like the groomer or the carving of the of like. Oh, that's interesting. Rubbing the ice, um, but Jeff said cricket, so we're between cricket and curling. Because I know cricket's got a bunch of these, and we talk about it all the time. Um, very sorry, Bryden Coverdale, or uh, in Australia, he's a cricket expert, and he writes about cricket, and he laughs when we get cricket questions wrong, horribly wrong. Uh, so if this is cricket, we apologize, and when you come on to host, you can educate us hopefully, but. Um, I don't know, Jeff. Cricket or curling? I'll let you. I'll let you go with this one. All right, it's probably wrong, but we're gonna go with curling. Um, I thought that the groomers were the people with the brooms who were grooming the ice. So uh, we also said curling. No, guys, it is an ice sport, though. Uh, base plate has to do with the skis. Carving is what you do when you go down a mountain. Bombing is uh, being not very good at skiing. Planker uh, is. Also, I believe someone who's not very good at it. Face shot is when you like shoot up the snow, and groomer is what you use to uh, like groom the that hill sense. in downhill oh, skiing. Oh, down, downhill skiing. Downhill. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we did right skiing. So and yeah. Because like, nah. uh, I'm planking this game. Number four, world history. Which country's navy suffered a crushing defeat by the Japanese at the Battle of Tsushima in 1905? Okay, we're locked in. Okay, uh, Jeff wrote down Russia. Um, what makes you say Russia? Because there was wasn't there a Japanese Russian war just before World War One? Yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah, let's go Russia. That's fine. Yeah, as I recall, uh, they had the war with Russia, and then they started uh, harassing the Chinese. So we're gonna go with uh, Russia. 
Yeah, it is Russia. But yes, uh, it is the Russo-Japanese War, and the Jap- the Russian Navy was obliterated by the Japanese. Hmm. Not good semen. Yeah, not good semen. <laughs> All right, hopefully, Matt, I got one for you. But uh, So this is we'll number see. five is obligatory Simpsons question. Yeah. <laughs> um, after drinking the questionable river water on and it's a small world spoofed ride at Duff World, Lisa claims to be the queen of what herpetological yeah, animals? Yeah. Well, we've talked about herpetology before. This is an often quoted phrase. Herpetology? I mean. mm-hmm. Herpetology. Herpetology? I don't know. Queen of the ants? Queen of the... No, no, no. It's something... God damn it. Why can't I remember this? All right. We're, we're going to go with queen of the frogs. Oh, we're so close. Because uh, she is the lizard queen. Yeah, ah. I am the lizard queen is the quote. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've heard that. it's uh, something my sisters sometimes we call each other and scream. I am the lizard queen yeah. at each other. And like <laughs> other things like from other Simpsons, like she's the queen of the hoppies and things like that. She's the queen of the hoppies. So <laughs> I'm going to take my sweater off finally because I'm wearing my lizard queen shirt today, even though you yeah. can't see that far down. So, um, okay. Uh, number six is... Category is who's the nerdiest of them all. It's also AKA hobbies is the category. Uwe Rosenberg, Reiner Knizia, Bruno Catala, Stefan Feld, Eric Lang, and Antoine Bausa are some of the biggest names in what hobby? And and what's the hint? <laughs> <laughs> that it's very nerdy. That's the hint. Okay. okay who's okay, the nerdiest okay. of them all? Yeah. I mean, they all, they're foreign names. So, okay. What does that have to do with anything? I'm Locked just in. saying that they're, it's not American. It's not Jacks. How dare you? I mean, it's, you know magic. It's not like a magic no. person. Are these? Do you think these are chess masters? That, oh, I mean, that I sounds can. that sounds right. Um, Uwe, I'm trying to Lang. I, I just saw someone. I was doing some research about chess champions, and I, I can't remember if one of these was on that list. But I yeah. know a couple names that aren't on this list, and I don't know if they're. I intentional mean, excludes or chess kind of makes sense i mean uh, i guess that's a hobby right yeah it can be a hobby um okay yeah we're, we're gonna go with chess mm. after hearing chess that sounds like a much better answer but uh i wrote down league of legends and ken nodded so we said they're players of league of legends yeah uh, you guys are all both very specific uh the answer is a little more general uh they are all board game designers so oh. um yeah, they're all very, very big names in board games and board game designs. So I'm I a big board gamer. Klaus so. Tuber was left off that list. Who? <laughs> Klaus Tuber? Uh-huh. Yeah, for yeah. Japan. Yeah, I did leave him off the list. Number seven category is Get Out. This is a small sample of a large list, but what do these places all have in common? Petra and Jordan, Head Smashed in, Buffalo Jump in Canada, Hwasong Fortress in South Korea. It's Tsukushima Shinto Shrine in Japan. Say that five times fast. And the works of Antony Gaudi in Barcelona. And oh, I'll give you one more. Yellowstone National Park in the U.S. Okay, we're locked in. So they're locked in. You said modern, modern marvels. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe the most um, the most torrid places. Okay. 100 places you need to go before you die. Sure. <laughs> the list. <laughs> Yeah, I All don't right. know. Mm, Jeff and Neil. 
Uh, we think these are all uh, members of the World Heritage Sites. So yep. we said World Heritage Sites. Yep, they're UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Mm, a yep. thing I just figured out existed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get out. Get out more. Um, there aren't a ton in the U.S., um, but there are a lot in Europe. And there's been a lot of, like, criticism about how it's very Eurocentric. Mm. Um, but they're trying to get better about um, mm. recognizing sites in Asia and Africa, so and South America. Number eight is bid bidness. 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 Yeah, seventy-eight percent of the market share of cell phone sales in the U.S. are made up of three companies: one U.S.-based company, two South Korean companies. For five points each, name the two South Korean companies. We're locked in. Yeah. So we went. So Samsung for sure. Well, so we know Apple's the American one. Yep. And we know Samsung for sure. I'm just trying to think of uh, Huawei's Chinese. Yeah. They also don't sell that many phones in the U.S. because of security concerns. L- um, LG, you wrote. LG, which is, a, I thought, a subsidiary of Philips, which could be South Korean. I don't know. I'm um, trying to think of, can you think of any other phones you've seen out there? Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know Samsung's got to be it for sure. So no, Samsung's definitely number two. They could be number one in sales. I don't know, but they're definitely on there. Okay. Either LG or if you think Motorola is Japanese, then. I don't think Motorola sells that many phones anymore. Okay. Yeah, then I'm... I'm whatever you want to go with yeah we'll go uh we'll go samsung and lg uh we also said samsung and i think motorella sells a surprisingly large number of phones to like construction workers because they still have that push to chirp feature and there's a lot of different features that they use um so we said motorella and samsung yeah motorella is japanese um they are not sold in south korea (laughs) which i find this interesting um it is samsung of course and lg oh Oh, nice jeff so that was five points for for matt ken and and 10 points for neil and jeff right oh we're getting we're getting half partial nice yeah half is partial credit yeah five points feel good about it now um hmm, so fun one let's see uh number nine Let's see what my alt is. I might not want to Lord answer. Of the okay, yeah. More than rings. Names the same. So, a town in four different states, a private school, uh, preschool through 12, just when I want to give you a private school definition. A private school in Minnesota that suffered an explosion from a natural gas leak in 2017. A fictional character in, a Longfell- in Longfellow's epic poem, The Song of Hiawatha. And the name of more than one famous waterfall, said to mean rapid water in the Dakota language. What name do all these things share? You want to lock in with this one? Yeah. Do you want to just go Sioux? I can't think of anything better. And I know there's a Sioux Falls. Sure. But yeah. We also said Sioux. Okay. Um, so Sioux is just another, it's the French name for the Dakota people generally, or the Sioux uh-huh. people, but um, Dakota's a tribe of the. Sioux Nation. Um, so if I said Minneapolis means uh, city of water, taken from the Greek and the Dakota, so it is Minnehaha. Sometimes oh, people say, oh, yeah. it means laughing water, but actually it means rapid water in the Dakota language. So oh, Minnehaha hmm. is the answer. Oh, I had a Minnehaha at that. So, so it was Minnehaha <laughs> Academy. Uh, Minnehaha was a woman in the song of hiawatha and there's a couple famous waterfalls in one in minneapolis that's very very famous for you know i went to hiawatha middle school and this never came up education's letting you down again matt I, yeah. uh... <laughs> well, what are you gonna do yeah 
My tax dollars got to go to fix potholes and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10, last question of the round two, uh, notable copycats. Julianne Moore and Tina Fey both received Emmy Awards for portraying what person? Reluctant. It's uh, Sarah Palin. Yeah, Sarah Palin. We, we also went with Sarah Palin. Yep, it's Sarah Palin. So Tina Fey obviously received it for her work on SNL. And uh, Julianne Moore was for HBO miniseries, I believe it was a miniseries, Game Change in 2011, maybe? 2012, yeah. somewhere around there. I forgot about her playing Sarah Palin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So we still have some catching up to do. We have 90 points. Neil and Jeff have 130, but it's within reach. Yeah. Uh, before we get to the final round, Jeff, um, Tony is a Patreon supporter at the United States level, and uh, she got one of our exclusive posters that we sent out uh, out in Korea over there. And uh, other people who are Patreon supporters are also getting different types of perks in the mail or uh, through email, voicemails, ringtones, things like that. Yeah. But can you tell people how to get in touch with us to join Patreon? Very easy. It's in the show notes. You can follow the link. It's at patreon.com slash podcast. And you can support us at any level for great bonuses. But we think the bonus episodes and everything there on up is uh, is really awesome. So we're really proud of everything we've been doing there. We're really happy to fulfill all of those perks for our patrons. So mm-hmm. if you're interested in supporting the show, you can do so there. For yeah. $1 a day? Little as a dollar a day. Yep. <laughs> and someone, someone just got a Dutch Boy ringtone. It is the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah. It's a one-off. Sadly, only that patron will ever hear it. But uh, if you would like something as cool as that, which uh-huh. apparently we are willing to do that, uh, you can do that at the United apparently. States Champion level and higher, Neil? Or is that... Uh, uh, that would be at the uh, Intercontinental Champion Intercontinental level. Yeah. Champion. And it doesn't have to be Dutch Boy. It can be any of our uh, fantastic mm. characters. Some people have asked except for us for, to except say... Except for rules guy. Happy birthday. Yeah. We don't One person him. asked us for advice. That was probably a bad idea. Marriage advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Jackson Maine wants to give you some advice. You know, Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, or it could just be Matt as your ringtone going, hey, pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's what you want. <laughs> like, oh, your alarm's going off. going to be late for work. All there and more. Uh-huh. Patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast. The final round is tonight's Noribong playlist. So Noribong is uh, Korea's karaoke, but we don't call it karaoke here because people would get very offended. Right. Uh, Noribong. Uh, so... Uh, number one category is Take Me Home, Country Roads. Number two, Monster. Number three, Kite. Number four, Shape of My Heart. Number five, Don't Stop Me Now. Okay, and our waiters are locked in. Okay, number one, Take Me Home, Country Roads. West Virginia has two Division I NCAA schools named both and with their team names. So, for example, I went to American University, so it would be American University Eagles. Okay, number two, Monster. This is a long one, so bear down. This new world monster has been described as gaunt to the point of emaciation. Mm -hmm. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets. It looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from superations of the flesh. This monster gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition of death and de- and corruption. End quote. It is, sorry, it is also said to inhabit humans who partake in the taboo of cannibalism. 
What's the name of this monster? That's a lot of stuff. Number three, kite. Kites are a type of raptor, and like many birds of prey, there are not a lot of differences in appearance between the males and the females of the species. However, there are many types of birds where the sexes do appear markedly different, other than reproductive organs, of course. What is the scientific term for these kinds of physical differences? Number four, uh, shape of my heart. Shape of My Heart by Sting is a surprisingly popular Noribong song in Korea, owing to it being used as the end credits for what 1994 English-language-French action thriller. Why the film is so extremely popular uh, is uh, bewildering, and I don't really understand why, but yeah, it's very, very popular in Korea. Number five, Don't Stop Me Now. Ending on a dark note, Nikolai Ceausescu and his wife were executed by firing squad on Christmas 1989 after they were tried for genocide and corruption in a show trial. They were captured by revolutionaries after trying to flee what country? The country that he had led since 1967. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or she, call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Okay, all the answers are now locked in, so it's time to uh, find out how we did. Number one, Take Me Home Country Roads. West Virginia has two Division I NCAA schools. Name both and their team names. All right. You guys want to go first? Sure. Uh, Jeff and I, uh, I did one and he got the other one, and we remembered that we'd heard this recently. So I contributed the West Virginia University Mountaineers and Jeff. Uh, The other one I'm pretty sure is, what did we write? A thundering Herd, right, from Marshall? Mm-hmm. Yep. We are Marshall. Uh, w- what did you wager? 15. Oh, we, 15 all the way down. Um, we wagered 30 on this one, and we had West Virginia Mountaineers and the Marshall Thundering Herd. Yep. Uh, but that's it. D- uh, West Virginia University Mountaineers, Marshall University Thundering Herd. Mm, and Randy Moss. Um, all right, Monster. This uh, New World Monster has been described as nasty, oh, basically. Got to the point of emaciation. <laughs> uh 
gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. Its lips are tattered and bloody. Unclean. Uh, it is also said to inhabit humans who partake in the taboo of cannibalism. It's gangy. It's monster. <laughs> it's gangy. It's uh, gangy. So this one, I, I know the monster. Um, I cannot think of the name. I'm, I'm almost positive it was on an episode of Supernatural, amongst other places, I'm sure. Um, we, we don't think it's Slenderman, but that's what we locked in with. But I, I know once I hear it, um, I want to say it sounds like a car or something. Anyway, um, that's good for us. we locked in Slenderman. Uh, we wagered 20. Okay. Yeah. So as Matt said, we wagered 20. And uh, we were thinking about Slenderman at first, but he doesn't really have a face. So that was a problem. And uh, we went with Wendigo. Oh, yeah. That's it. It is uh, Wendigo. So All nicely right. done. How does that sound like a car? Because I always it call does. it Winnebago. Yeah. I always call it Wendigo. I call it Wendigo. You know, so. Winnebago's an RV, right? Not a... All right, Mr. Oh, Semantics. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's gotten into you today? Yeah, he's cranky. Cranky Jeff over here. <laughs> oh, just wait till you figure out how he got the answer to the last one, and then you'll, oh, you'll see how cranky oh, he is. Oh, my God. Ooh. That's dark, I'm guessing. Um,. Uh, kites are a type of raptor, and like many birds of prey, there are not a lot of differences in the appearance between the males and females of the species. However, there are many types of birds where the sexes do appear markedly different, a lot of times in songbirds, um, other than reproductive organs, of course. What's the scientific term for these kinds of physical differences? We had uh, no idea. What do we wager, Matt? We lost 10 points on this question. We just uh, said plumage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeff and I had no idea, and we thought because of the famous song, Let's Go Fly a Kite, that it would be called a Poppins. <laughs> um, it is, uh, you guys said, like, the, the first part of it at one point, Ken and Matt, uh, it's sexual dimorphism or dimorphism. Uh, oh. um, yeah, two and looking, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, no, Kite is the U2 song. It's real nerdy, and it's one of my favorite songs, but mm. that's also very popular in Norebunk for some reason. All right. Uh, number four, Shape of My Heart. Shape of My Heart by Sting is a surprisingly popular Norebunk song in Korea, owing to it being used uh, as the end credits for what 1994 English-language French action thriller, why the film is still so extremely and bewilderingly popular in Korea is beyond my comprehension. Because it's amazing? Well, uh, we wagered 10 points, and we said Leon, the professional. Uh, and we wagered 15, and we said Leon, the professional. Leon, the professional. Yep, Leon, the professional. All right. Yeah, it's so you're really popular. You're saying that everyone awesome. who does, uh, how do you say it again for Korean? Noribong. Nor- Noribong. Uh, literally so means singing room or song room. Hmm. So basically everyone at Noribong <laughs> sings this song. One day I'm going to hand you a grenade pin. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> All right. Uh Number five, Don't Stop Me Now. Uh, Nikolai Ceausescu and his wife were executed by firing squad on Christmas uh, 1989 after they were tried for genocide and corruption in a show trial. They were captured by revolutionaries after trying to flee what country that uh, Ceausescu Ceausescu had led since 1967. Uh, I thought Ceausescu was the coach at Duke, but I was overruled there. Um, (laughs) We actually didn't know. Uh, we wagered 20 on this one, and we just thought of war-torn Whoa. countries around that time and said Bosnia. 
And Jeff uh, pulled this from an interesting source. Jeff, how did you figure this one out? Um, Top Gear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, so I I remembered specifically there is an episode of Top Gear where they drive across this country um, and they start on the Black Sea. So I had a pretty narrow subset of countries I had to pick from there. And I was pretty sure it was Romania. So we said Romania. Yep, uh, it is Romania. Um, I had to look up, like I can never, re- I can never remember what the Soviet countries were. So, but they were a Comicon, uh country, so they're a communist country that was like supporter of the Soviet Union, but not part of the Soviet bloc. Um, yeah, but yes, communist until 1989. <laughs> All right. So. So we uh, crawled our way back up a little bit and uh, arrived at 120 points. But uh, today's winners with 145 points. 145. Neil and Jeff, you're the cream of the crop, I guess. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. What would be a good Korean version of cream of the crop, Tony? (laughs) Put her on the spot. Oh, yeah. That's putting me on the spot. Uh... What's the name for the banana milk? That's what we'll be called today. Oh, sure. Uh, my This is not the best brand. that I couldn't find it last night. The best brand is Banana Kick Uyu. So it's literally oh. banana kick milk Uyu. So we are the banana kick Uyu <laughs> of the day. Mm-hmm. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah. you guys did yeah. it. Giving you all that potassium. Mm-hmm. And thanks so much to Tony for that great game. We mm-hmm. appreciate yes, it. Thank you. Yes, the yeah, questions were welcome. awesome. We we know we didn't some of them we didn't do that well on, but yeah. uh, you know you always describe yourself in the crop uh, commenting with all your funny comments uh, as you know nerdy and having like a, a fun subset of uh, of interests and it, pro- it proved true. Proved true. Yeah. We also appreciate that it's very early there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, meeting a friend for breakfast in I think two hours. So. Maybe right. go back to bed. Get a little nap then. <laughs> wow. For sure. Yeah. Uh, anyone you'd like to give a shout out to? Uh, yes. So I don't know if this is going to ruin studio magic at all, but today is July 29th here in Korea, and uh, it is my mom's birthday. So happy mm. birthday, mom. Happy and she's birthday, a big mom. trivia player, too. She plays trivia. When I'm home in Minnesota, we play on the same trivia team. And. Uh, but does she listen? <laughs> No, I can't. I don't want to explain to her how to use podcasts. So, That's okay. Um, my mom doesn't get it either. Yeah. Like, you have a radio and, show? Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, well, happy then, birthday to your mother. Yes. Yeah. Stepha, Stephanie. Um, mm. It's also my friend Jessica's birthday. Oh, wow. Who That's isn't a listener, but she's a good friend of mine here in Korea. So. And when this one airs in November, it'll probably be my birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, happy birthday Matt. Matt. Well, thank you. Well, um, thanks again for well your past mine. So yeah. yeah, thanks again for your support and uh, this great yeah. game, and for my uh, colleagues here, Matt, Jeff, Neil, and myself. That was triviality. Those are strings. Colleen's calling me actually, which is kind of funny. <laughs> She's she know you got that wrong. Hey, She's mad. <laughs> oh, I must have called to an accident. Uh, hold on, I'm I'm gonna. Can you answer something for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, what TV show are the are the titles? Blame the booze, Brace Bridge Diner, Dinner, and uh, Pull the Strings, Pinocchio. Is that what it is? Gil- Gilmore Girls. Okay, <laughs> so that was immediate. Okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, bye. Bye. Okay, so yeah, that was immediate. Just to be clear, yeah.